you guys tuning in my name is nate walworth joined here by the joe Patton. happy tuesday joe tennis point tuesday happy tuesday good times we got to uh we got to catch up on a lot of stuff yeah we, we, we do we, have, we haven't recapped madrid yet we got may madness we got rome has started back-to-back masters 1000s on the clay but i want to kick it off first off with the latest from tennis point guys check out tennis-point.com for all your latest and greatest equipment and apparel Nike has just launched their summer collection for women and, and males. You got the uh, the women have the uh, Nike Court Dry Fit and the Nike Court Victory Top. Beautiful uh, kits that you guys can add to your collection. Uh, the men, you have the Rafa shirt that, he's, that you saw him rocking in, in Madrid with the uh, blue. I thought that was a pretty clean look for, for Rafa. Yeah. Um, you, any thoughts on the kit? On I the, thought that one on looked, the kit? I'm, a much, I'm much more into that one. I thought it looked kind of old school. Rafa had the kind of better kind of cut to it. No, I agree. Um, and then with the shoes, guys, a lot of you guys have been asking what's the, what's the latest on the shoes. We have the new, the, the latest would be the Fusion Rev 4s from Yonix. Those are a, uh, a shoe that I have, I've, I've been playing with those like for the last few months, those pink ones. I think they're just a very solid shoe. I, the Foot Doctor, Zach Thomas, check out him on YouTube. He has told me a couple times that this is probably maybe the best rubber on the circuit right now. Two new colorways that are beautiful, a like lime green, navy blue, and then like a blue and red and white colorway. Um, actually, there's a, a black colorway as well. So also check out the Head Revolts. Those are a, a new to our shop. And then Lotto Raptor and the um, Adidas Soul Courts as well that you saw Sitsipas wearing. And then the Mizuno Wave XC Tour 5s, guys. So there's so much to check out on the website. Be sure to do all your shopping at Tennis Point and uh, tell them the Pure Tennis Podcast sent them. Thank you guys. Yeah, but do that. Definitely do that. Definitely do that. Yeah. Well, let's start off with college tennis. I know you and I have been tuned in the last um, few months with, with all the action, but NCAA tournament, I got to go up to uh, Columbus and watch the, the, the ladies play. I watched Xavier versus Vanderbilt. Uh, heck of a tennis. I mean, it was heck of a match. Just a great environment. The fan engagement at these matches is just amazing. It's just There's constant cheering. Girls yelling across the courts. Ohio State has the Ty Tucker Tennis Complex is one of the prettiest facilities in tennis that you'll you'll, you'll kind of come across. I mean, they have they they did everything the right way there. Giant scoreboard when you walk in, it's got all the scores on all matches, and every every uh, court has two cameras on each side, one nice. camera on each side for play site. You got care umpire and every. It was just really official looking. It felt like college tennis is is, is kind of climbing i saw the scoreboards up too i think that that's good too because you walk in there's so many things going on you can see the points you can see what where everybody's kind of stands it and makes that, it easy to kind of just go in there and just be ready to watch it makes it easier to follow you know you're trying to keep yeah. track of six courts across the board and no it was a super cool actually uh i was talking to jj wolf out there he was watching xavier musketeers he was just saying like he missed it by half semester i'm like dang what a, but he's like you know he kind of his wins might have helped build the place uh <laughs> So, no, I thought that was awesome. Vanderbilt took that one, uh, and then they ended up going and upsetting Ohio State at their home courts uh, to, to advance to the Sweet 16. So, shout out to the Commodores. Put on a heck of a display there. But just seeing that up close, 
he and Xavier's athletic director there, he's he's a football guy, and I kind of got to talk to him for 20, 30 minutes about this experience, and he was just saying how unique college tennis is, and I was like, have you ever watched professional tennis much? And he he, he has not, and I said, you got to just, just watch both, and I, I want to hear what he has to say about the, just the energy in the building. I think it just does so much for the sport. But let's get into the action a little bit deeper across the board. Let's start off with the men. We have, first off, have you, did you get to watch any of those first couple rounds? In the, I mean, I've just been... I've been following. Yeah, I don't get yeah. to watch it. At all. You, got, you got to hop on your uh, your play strike. I know. Stream, tennis, or, or one. tennis one. Yeah. Tennis one. Shout out to tennis one. They're doing yeah. a great job of, of uh, streaming this all this stuff. But uh, so with, out of the top, I had TC, I have TCU going to my I had them going to my final four. I think I told that on the uh, mini break podcast. I have TCU advancing. They, they're the indoor champions, but they are likely going to have to face either Wake. First Wait. off, they have North Carolina State, which is tough, but they're going to have to face Wake Forest, who is damn good, or Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky is the uh, SEC runner-ups losing to Florida. I, where, where do you who do you like coming out of the top left? I have TC. I had TC and Kentucky both. The, yeah, um, I was great on this side. I on, and on, I had Ohio State. Your, your bracket's still Texas. intact. I had Ohio State Texas on the other on the lower side too. The other way, I had Florida, and then I'm completely wrong on every piece of the rest of it though. We got so in, in the bottom left. So I, we both yeah. have TCU. Yeah. In the bottom left, we have Michigan against Texas. That should be. Neither one of those uh, teams have, has dropped a match yet. Michigan looks tough. Michigan, I, big, your Big Ten champions. Yeah, th- those guys are ready to rock. You yeah. just coming in with a bunch of momentum over Wisconsin in the final, and like, um, I just I I watched Texas and Florida. Texas looks really good. I know that they're not Texas is seated. They're they're, they're they're healthy finally, and they're starting to pick up momentum late. They're they came in at just sixteen and ten, but. They had battled injuries this year, and now they're healthy and they're playing their best their best ball. So they're going to give Michigan all they can handle. I yep. think. Who do you, are you still riding with your uh, Wolverines? I mean, I wouldn't call them like <laughs> mine. <laughs> I mean, but like I definitely I would I would I think that of the He's of, a of big the two, Buckeye over there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Of the two, I just watching Michigan play. They're solid the whole way down. I've yep. only watched them play. I've watched and Florida, but I've watched Tex- Texas. Like you said, they are injured. Yep, they look they look stacked the whole way down too. Yep. So I don't know. And th- so you got to take. I'm excited to me, watch. Give me, yeah, I'm saying, I have to pick. I'll, me, I'll go. Michigan. I'll go. I'll go Texas over Michigan. Oh, I like it. And then the bottom, we got we got USC, Southern California versus Ohio State. Yeah, that should be another fun one. I mean, I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes. I like the Buckeyes. Now you're riding your Buckeyes, right? The Ohio State. Right. I'll go with the Buckeyes there. I like it. I like it. Go to the top right a little bit. Check out the action over there. So you're elite eight out of the left. You got we got TCU. I have give me give me Wake over Kentucky. Are you doing that? Okay. Give me Wake over Kentucky. And you, then you took Texas. I got Michigan. Yeah. And we both got the Buckeyes. Okay. Cool. Out of the top, Stanford with maybe the win of the the first weekend, taking out Harvard four three. I guess you could call it an upset, but that match was just. I mean, back and forth. You had the uh, the doubles point went went to uh, Stanford, and then Stanford, uh, Harvard took courts one and two, uh, just incredible. You had at number one Henry von de von der Schomburg Schomburg from Switzerland taking out Arthur Fury, who's been just outstanding. And then giving player. him the dirty business on the after on the aftermatch. What did he? What did was I that miss? The, was that? Was what did that, he do? Wasn't that the park your car in Harvard Yard? Park your, park your we car. We parked in, our car in Harvard we Yard. We parked our car in Harvard Yard. Rough. Shout out to the Stanford <laughs> social media team. For, rough. That is rough. But huge dub for Stanford there. Uh, Harvard was Harvard was uh, what were they this year? They were eighteen and four. So that's a that's a big win for Stanford. They play they play Baylor 
That's going to be a fun one. I got Baylor, though. I'm, I'm not willing to. Baylor's Baylor loaded. Looks so good. Yeah. I had Texas A&M as an upset, but I feel like I just did that because I was just picking the top seed. You took the I, Aggies. I did. I mean, just with Baylor. That was wrong. Baylor's. Clearly. Hold on real quick. Let me, what is Baylor? Boy, they got Boyd. Let me see the top one. Hold on. They have, they have Boyton, and then they have Matthias Soto. Okay. Two of the top players in the conference. Uh, you have Soto's a fr- one of the best freshmen in the country, and then Boyton is like a fourteen point two UTR or something crazy. Jeez. Uh, yeah, he's he he'll have a he'll make a he'll make a nice living playing this sport. Yeah. Um, and then we got Florida State versus Tennessee. I give me the Volunteers. Uh, you got Florida State taking out Georgia. And yeah, an I'm good. Tennessee. Tennessee's solid. Tennessee's rock solid. I agree. And then if they had if they had Blaze Bicknell, they'd even be more solid. Um, he transferred from Florida after being a cha- national champion last year. He had to sit out a year. Then we got Virginia, South Carolina. Another fun matchup, but the Cavaliers are red hot. These get Cavaliers picked up just like Texas, playing their best tennis, heading into May Madness, and uh, just have kept it rolling. I be- they, they they are the ACC champions as well. So um, them and Duke for the women's side. Then I we mean, got- how do you did that winning your conference though? Does that like, like are you punched out going into the, a whole nother tournament, or you do or you just I feel confident like, like you're unbeatable? I, I feel like it's pretty similar in this aspect to to basketball. Like when you win your conference tournament. You just have a level of confidence and a level like just that but momentum just and, that, and that camaraderie yeah. and your chemistry is rock solid. Like you, you know how to compete in that type of environment where you're playing back to back days. You have to regroup quickly. Heal, and you hit those big and, mean matches, and then you're not going to quit because you know like no one's beat you yet. Someone's exactly. good. Like I agree, tennis and, is one of. And those. that's why depth, and especially in tennis, last real, real quick, North Carolina versus Florida. Oh, I, yeah. I got Florida. Florida winning the whole thing, so I got Florida taking down the Tar Heels. Maybe it's four two. Maybe four four two. If, I mean, I think it could be a four zero sweep. I think but, I had mine bracket going with a Florida Texas rematch just in the final. Yeah, I like that. Um, which would be great for my bracket. I like bracket. That. I'm definitely rooting for Ohio State. I, give me Florida. <laughs> give me Florida versus. Give me Florida versus. Ah, uh, I just like TCU. They're battle tested. They had one of the toughest schedules in the country. Uh, they did it on the end. Give me. I just it's hard for me not to pick TCU. Cam Nori. Boring pick. Cam Nori. Actually. If I I don't want to be boring. Give me Florida over Michigan. I think Michigan's it's they're good. Shout out to Gruskin. This is Michigan's year. They just I don't, I don't want to bet against what the team has been able to do this year and maybe their best team in the last I don't know 15 20 years. I just feel like they have they have not been able, been able to take down the Buckeyes especially like they, they did three times this year I think. Or at least twice, but back to what we were saying real quick. College tennis, it's so important for these top teams to have some depth because you're going in and you're playing like back-to-back days and you're these long, grueling matches. You have doubles, you have singles, and then you have to bounce back the next day. And it's then you have individuals coming up right after, right after these team events, the team NCAs. You have the individual NCA. So if your team makes a run, I mean, it's, it's tough for these, yeah. these athletes. Um, let's go over to the women's side real quick. Did you have any other final thoughts on the men? No, no, no. That's good. Let's do it. Who are your well, – let's, let's go quicker – on the women's side, I, I want to get to the ATP and the, the WTA stuff. On the women's side, we have North Carolina versus Florida, Miami versus Pepperdine. So a lot of the familiar foes out of the top left. You have Virginia versus Oklahoma State, Auburn versus Texas, Duke, Georgia, California versus Vandy, North A&M, State, yeah, Cal, Stanford. NC State. Give me, uh, out of the left side, I think Pepperdine and North Carolina – or I've seen both of them Pepperdine. play this year. I'm going Pepperdine. They were they were the runner up last year. They played Texas in a great match last year. But I think Texas right now, they are 
they started off a little, a little sluggish, but they are. I, I watched them compete in the uh, Big 12. They looked. I mean, Peyton Stearns dominated Oklahoma 0-0. She dropped like one game in the last two matches from in Big 12 play. I think her as their their leader. They have Ch- uh, Champion, I believe is her last name. They're just rock solid across the board. I know I talked to Stearns at the beginning of the season, and she was worried. You know, they were younger. They had some new new faces in the mix, but they've really kind of hit that chemistry and taking some doubles points early. That just gets your momentum rolling for singles, and I think Texas is going to be dangerous. So, I'll be I'll take I'll take the Longhorns. Led by your Cincinnati and Peyton Stearns. I, I know we're a little biased over little here. Little homers. But got, got a ride. <laughs> yeah. So who you want on the other on side? On the other side, give me the A&M Aggies. Nice. I think Texas A&M is, is the real deal. Good. I was going to go Texas just because. Texas on the right side, who you got? Defending champs. and then Texas to win it? Yeah, I was going to put Texas against Oklahoma because I thought, Ooh, but I don't think they're the still in it. Final. Are they o- still in Oklahoma it? is still in it. Okay. Bottom right. Oh, yeah, they're there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I would have Texas, Oklahoma. I like it. Any other college takes? We're, I know we're looking forward to the, the action resumes on May 9th. I believe. Oh, wait, no. May 14th. May, May 14th. 14th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, th- that's great because it's like it's Ohio State, USC. We're going to watch that uh, on the men's side. But, like, I mean, it's just there's lots of big marquee matchups that everybody should. Guys, you know, tune in tune if you can't. Tennis One. Check out Tennis One, and it's. They're streaming all all the best matches, and they will get, keep you guys in the loop. They're doing great interviews as well. Shout out to Tennis One, and uh, I know that's a partnership that we, we've enjoyed a lot, just with their coverage of of the tour and of college tennis. We we got to give these athletes the promotion that they deserve. All right, let's jump into the action. We need to recap what we just saw in Madrid. Oh God, that's me, by far the best tournament. I say it every single. You week. say this every week, but but I, this one was like marquee match. Like if you had all of your favorite um, heavyweights and you wanted to line them all up, even from the early rounds, and just put them in marquee matches. I, I, I kept can't. I kept sending you texts like just. You kept everybody <laughs> in this match, in even the ones that you had like the de- like the villain going in there, like the villain p- played really well, and like Gofan, like Gofan taking Rafael Nadal to three sets, and like having That's... the whole crowd have four match points just to get into the exactly. match with, I mean, exactly. that match like was insane. It was. And I think Gofan is one of the stories of the tournament. I mean, Absolutely. He, he hadn't been in form in a long time and to watch him kind of get his confidence back on the clay courts. It's carried over today. He just takes down Her- Hubie Hercoc yeah. in Italy or in Rome. Um, Which he's not a villain, but I mean, anybody that's playing a, no, against no, the doll in Madrid is the villain. So sorry, Gofan. Not the, <laughs> I don't mean to call you. I'm Nate. Nate might think I'm, that. So. I'm not the biggest. No, Gofan <laughs> seems like a great guy. I just yeah, yeah. Just, I, I I got I had to watch him play in the 2019 finals in Cincinnati and against Medvedev, and I was just like looked at the crowd and I'm like half this crowd doesn't even know who they're watching right now. <laughs> but no, that's for another day. But the quarterfinals, like you said, this is about as loaded as you'll come so with. loaded for the, for the final eight. You have Novak versus Hercoc, one versus twelve. You have Rafa versus Carlos, three and seven, two of the top three players in the world right now. Right. You have Rublev versus Tsitsipas. You got Felix versus Zverev. That right there was just like, I mean, it was star, stars across the board. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. You had Zverev taking out Felix. I guess that one, was it wasn't the three-setter that we kind of hoped for, but three and five, great match. You had, just first off, I didn't think Zverev was going to be able to find that form after what we had seen. He lost to Holger early in uh, Barcelona. Yep. Thought his confidence would be a little down, and but him for him to get back to a final, huge for his confidence as he gets ready for Roland Garros and – um, obviously Rome before, but Felix had a good result. That's just for him to continue to kind of 
build up his his momentum as he heads and tries to get a uh, get his get his footing at, at the French. We had Carlos versus Rafa. Oh yeah, just, I mean you're right. Like the the top of the draw was where all the money. I mean, I mean just, Carlos versus Rafa was that's that was the, that was that was amazing. But like just and to go back, like Andy Murray against Djokovic. Like yep. you had that you had that little thrower. Wait, and Murray, I think he no, walked off. No, walk, no, Murray didn't even play. I know, but like the night before, he was like they were yeah. talking. He's like, I, I still have a chance. Like I can yeah. play. I'm going to play him. He's no. One we were world. supposed to get that. Was supposed to be like an epic showdown. Yeah, it was gonna. Yeah. I mean, Novak was gonna win that. I have to say, like I don't think Murray was gonna win. But we needed to see that rivalry kind of re- reinvent itself. Totally. It w- I was bummed we didn't get that. I was bummed too, but then like you said, like Alcaraz having to go through Cam, Nori, then Nadal, then Djokovic. Like his, it was just that run was insane. That's a, for, so Basiashvili is no walkover. I mean, that guy's gonna hit the right, hit the crap out of the ball on both both wings, and he takes him out, takes out Cam, takes out Rafa, takes out Novak, takes out Sasha. It was a movie. And every single one of them after the match too is like you you're um like you're the best player in the world right now. You know, like <laughs> they're just so you could tell who the Everybody big knows. who the big dog is, is now. That, so is it safe to say that like after this run, is he is he the face of is he one of the faces of tennis right now? I mean Is he the face? You said that he was the only one you that said made... he'd win three tournaments this year in a slam. Well he's got his three tournaments. I said he would win three tournaments in a slam. He's, I don't think you he's got four tournaments now. That's he, his fourth win. He's got Mexico. Oh, that's right. He's got he's, Rio. Yeah. He's got Barcelona. Miami, Barcelona, Madrid. Madrid. Two Masters 1000s. Are you kidding me? That's mind-blowing. And, I, and for, at the beginning, I was like, you know what? One slam is a lot. But, like, he, he could get two Like, it's yeah. not crazy to think that this guy could get two slams. When my Thanks, dad, I was talking to, like, a couple He's world people. number six now. That's amazing. He's world number six. He, he was 125 or a year ago. Yeah. When he walked through Nadal and then Djokovic back-to-back matches to play and to go into the final, where he then essentially just put Zverev in a sleeper hole and just drop shotted him into a into a coffin. Like I, I thought Zverev. I was reading some article. Like someone's like, "Oh, it's just a, you know, it's a technicality after you've gone through Nadal and and Djokovic." Like not really, because those guys are a little older, and you get into the final. There's no, you're not going to get someone quitting on you in the final, but to put. Zverev in a place where he really had no answer for the drop shot. I think it's just, I think no, it just says, it says a lot more that like Alcaraz playing at a level right now where he doesn't have to change his strategy no. depending on who he's playing. He's doing the same thing. He's beating him up deep and then dropping him into the corner. They try to run up and put it through him and he slams it right. I mean, it's every single, every single point. Have you, have you noticed that like, these two teenagers, when I think of, I don't know, I mean, I know Carlos is where he's on his own playing field, but him and Holger Rune, the two teenagers that you and I have been following the closest, yeah, these guys have both added a drop shot as a main weapon in their arsenal. It is. And it's crushing these guys. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's taking these guys out because a lot of these guys, they both know it. They don't want to be at the net. They don't, they're not comfortable. And even if they get to the drop shot, which I think I saw that Carlos had hit 44% of his drop shots for winners. Or that's outrageous. That's insane. But the ones, so, so, so say the other 56%, Carlos's court coverage is insane. So whether you, yeah. re, you re-drop oh, yeah. him or you try they to. They try to. They, they try all to, try to. Or you try to angle the drop shot or you try to push it back to the baseline. His, his coverage on that next shot is unbelievable. Yes, it is. And it doesn't make sense. And it's like that. So it's like you have to come up with a ridiculous shot. And if you don't, you have to volley off one of his ground strokes. That's no fun. And most yeah. of these guys don't want to do that. It feels like, like 
like it used to be with Nadal or or Djokovic even it was like if they're having their day there's you have nothing there's nothing you can do like what do we, what are you going to do it's there's look, not a strategy the, the, the other shot that I love that Carlos has is the defensive moon ball the forehand moon ball where he just puts it up with with topspin and hits it like yeah it's still 50, got tons of topspin like 40 on feet it. high hits yeah. it like 40 feet high it's only other guy that I see do it is Diego Schwartzman. We saw him do it today against Kachmanovich in their epic battle awesome. in Rome. It's like I don't see anybody else do it. He he just throws it up there, and Novak didn't know what to do with that shot. Zverev didn't either. He couldn't mace with it either. No one knows what to, they don't. You don't see this shot on the tour. So it's like when then he comes right 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 back on a big bone slamming forehand. Or and then, his back yeah. hit, he's getting he lays he lays yeah. absolute shoulders and weight on that backhand too. The short he's got the short angle cross court. You got the big down, I mean, the down the line backhand. He's got, and he mixes in the drop shot so well off both both sides. Yeah, he disguises it better than anybody else on the tour, maybe. What I was going to ask you too. This is off topic, but since we're talking about Alcaraz, is that nickname that they're calling him? Is that real, or is it just some idiot? The Bone Crusher. The bone, is that real? Are, Jason, are people calling him the Bone Crusher? Jason now? Goodall from Tennis Channel came up with that, I believe. Because okay. I've heard it twice now. And I don't like, know Bone Crusher. I I'm guess like, we're gonna. Hey, let's. That is nickname. Do we, I don't do we, know. Escape from Alcaraz. Oh, that's kind of good. Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher. We got to come up with a nickname for this guy. I don't. I, think I, we I don't. Do I don't. Better. I don't know if the Pure Tennis Podcast is going to hop on the Bone Crusher wagon. I, I don't. I, I don't I'm not think big so on there. it. I think we can do better. I think we can do better. The I, Bone Crusher. Bone Crusher. Does, it sounds cool really... if you have an accent, but we don't have cool accents to say Bone Crusher. No. And it's like it doesn't. No, I don't think you're going to see Carlos Alcaraz brand any merch. He's not going to own that. He's not going to brand any merch with Bone Crusher. <laughs> anyway. Shout out to Alcaraz. Yeah. Last year, he had like 50,000 followers, I believe, at this time. The guy's up to 1.2 million. He's, him and Emma Raducanu, with how, they, how quickly they've risen to fame, just been fun to watch. I know Raducanu hasn't quite backed it up on, on the court, as, as we kind of hope, but just to have new faces, new stars in the game, love to watch those stories unfold, and especially with these young teenagers, how well they handle themselves. You say Raducanu doesn't have it backed it up, but she's got a slam. Like, no, Al- no, I mean, Alcaraz like, doesn't since, have a no, slam. Since the slam. Emma Raducanu has done more in her tennis career than most women like on the tour. 95% of them will do in the rest like of their career. You mean like this year? Oh, this I totally year. agree. Totally I mean, This agree. year, yeah, like, yeah. After coming off the U.S. Open. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was going to kind of solidify herself as like a consistent threat. Just She looked to be so composed and her, the way she just was moving, across, her movement and her ball striking and her, her, men, her mentality on the court. I thought she was just going to be a top, a quarterfinalist at most events, put it that way. Yeah, you're right. You're um, absolutely right. Give me any, any other thoughts from Madrid, though. I thought for, for Novak's camp, great to see him kind of finally get his legs back underneath him after uh, being off the tour for, for a, a minute there. Yeah. Welcome back, Novak. Welcome back, um, Novak. Welcome back. Um, so Novak is back. And, and he's back. And he, went, but he went finals, you know, semis. So, so he, yeah. he's legit he's, back. Yeah, he is. And I think that matchup against Carlos kind of showed him something. And I think it's going to motivate him to get back on the courts here and kind of just, he's got to tinker with some stuff. Tinker. What he did. He just schooled Karatsev pretty hard today. He, no, he, is that is that over already? It was. It went quick too. Yeah. It's three, like three and two. Yep. So what Novak is is putting together in a short amount of time is very impressive, and that's a guy that you're going to see as a, one of the top three favorites in in Roland at Roland Garros. Um, so good for Novak to see him healthy again. Great for tennis. You had Rafa regain his footing, got back on tour after a, uh, a, a broken ribs in Indian Wells. So they hadn't seen him since April. That's uh, right. So, I so, he, so he's that back one. back yeah. on court. Looked really strong. He had a a tough match against Gofan, which was good to see him kind of get physically tested in a in, a, in those longer rally exchanges. And then you know obviously Alcaraz matchup was uh, 
kind of a weird match. You know, it was kind of lopsided. Each set was not particularly close. I think the closest set was 6-3 in that one. Um, but no, he, he just was able to find that level again that we're accustomed to him seeing. I don't think he had the depth that he quite had kind of wished for, especially on return to serve. Um, and I think the, the, the backhand was, was, was coming up short a bit, yeah. which allowed Carlos to dictate a lot. But Rafa, he's going to get, he's going to keep finding his, his way into, into form. And he's going to be maybe, would you take him as the favorite right now at Roland Garris after what you've seen? Or are we, I'm still going to roll Djokovic because Alcaraz got him in three straight tiebreakers. Right. So I would say that it's just like, okay, you put him in five set scenario and see, okay, you beat him. You have to do it to me for me. Like you got to do it in the grand slam. Before I kind of, I, I'm still going with Djokovic. I like it. Did I you, I just ahead. think that like I I think that you go Nadal won because he's the king of clay. Although Alcaraz hasn't lost on clay yet <laughs> this year, so I like who's the real king of clay? I'll put Nadal as the king of clay, so I'd still put him as your one. I put right. Djokovic as the returning French Open champion as my two, yeah. and I put Alcaraz as my three, with like with like with all of the momentum. So you know because he. Just Djokovic in in with the twenty point rallies, I still think he's just he's built to go five sets. Alcaraz, other than Djokovic, would be my other guy that's built to go five sets on clay. Nadal with the broken ribs and just kind of getting up there in age, like even, struggling with GoFan, like just gave me that sh- shaky feeling that I just don't. I I I'd be so I'm gonna root for him, but I just don't see it this year. Fair enough. No, awesome stuff. Madrid was amazing. I think that was amazing in my top three events, two events of the year. Yeah, is, is that your favorite one? That's right my there? number one. I think. I think. Just, I mean, just this, this, the watch history, like with what Alcaraz is doing. You, yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah. So, on the women's side, guys, I would say my main takeaways would be first off, some, shout out to Simona Halep and Patrick Maradaglu. They've got that is a uh, now that, that that relationship looks like it's off to a strong start. Simona Halep reaching the semifinals before falling to Anz Jabir, who would eventually be the champion. So a great result for them in their first, uh, I believe that was their first, maybe their second tournament. Maybe they played one before. Um, but no, it's just cool to see Simona regain her form. She's just so fun to watch and just so easy to root for. I just think she's just great, great face of tennis and uh, great personality to have on, on, on the tour doing great things. She took out Coco Goff. Coco Goff made the, uh, made the quarters, around a 16, actually. Great result for the youngster. You know, she's ranked 15. She's starting to find her footing on clay. I think her movement and athleticism stood out. She had a big win against Kerber yesterday. So good to see Coco golf. I, I would love to see her be in a – I want to see her get a quarterfinal of Roland Garris or get, get, to a, get to a semifinal. And I think she's got the firepower and the weapons to do it. If she can – that forehand can just be a little more solid. It's just a little bit – people seem to be attacking that forehand wing a little bit. She tends to spray, and it can break down. But Coco golf great talent i think she's uh just steadily improving so i think we had these high high crazy expectations when she first came onto the scene like like we're seeing with alcaraz like these and not everybody can get to that like you can't hit so early i mean she's she's younger than alcaraz actually what, what is she now she is coco golf is he's 17 so it's like she's two years younger than alcaraz so she's going to continue to keep improving i think she, her ten, her best tennis is obviously well ahead of her uh the next story i thought was enesimova took out sabalenka a, a rivalry that she's dominated. It's, I don't know if we can call it a rivalry. I think she is three and zero against her now. If I'm, she is three and zero against her. So hasn't lost to Sablanka yet. That is kind of a, uh, I guess, wild because I think they're both pretty similar. They're both big ball strikers. They both want to take that first ball and 
um, push it somewhere to a corner early. She also took out Azarenka, another huge win. Fantasmova, another American playing high-level ball. Love to see it. I thought Anzjabur, I, I can watch Anzjabur any day. Like, well, she beats players in so many different ways. You just don't know what, she has so many different shots in the bag that she can pull out. So many different weapons. She's got great hands. Her drop shots are exceptional. On the run, she's a sneaky good athlete. Um, she just comes up, her backing down the line slap shot is just so deadly accurate. Her forehand, she finds the short angles so well. And her movement is just, I mean, it's pretty flawless. I mean, you would, looking at her, I don't think I, I it doesn't scream to me, you know, like a superb athlete. But when you put her on the clay, she slides so well. I think she's one of the best slide, sliders, movers on the clay courts. Um, but yeah, awesome event for the women's side as well. Jill Teichman had a great tournament. Reached she reached the uh, the semifinals, losing to eventual oh Pagula. I didn't. Even, I got shout out. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to bring to her. Pagula. That serves cooking. Another American. So the American women are are balling. She reached the final. Pagula was cooking. You got to see some of her. I know you you were texting about her. She she's just consistent. That was the one like I was watching just the serve, just kind of pushing people around. Um, the women's tennis is so evenly matched because I feel like they can't have that that screamer that kind of puts people at there's so many breaks. I was talking to a friend that she was talking about all the breaks. She's holding her serve. So like, she's just, it's a thick serve. You're not wrong because she just won 60 against Teichman in the semis. She won 63% of her first serve points. She won 70% of her her second serve points. Wow. 70% on your second serve points. You're going to win a lot of matches. If you're going 70% on your second, she won. Yeah. Eight out of 10 service games. So holding at 80% hit rate. That's a balling. That's a, she just had a tough match today. I'm sure she's a little bit fatigued from that run. But So, no, American tennis is in, is in good hands on the women's side. We have um, also, I expect Madison Keys to, uh, to kind of find her form here heading into Roland Garros. Any other thoughts from Madrid? From, from Madrid? Uh, I mean, that's, that's like, I, I think that that was the best tournament of the year. I think that going Above, into across Rome. Across the board, wa- both men and, like, the men and women both put on a show. In the crowd, Excellent. Excellent. The, the energy. Huge, huge. I mean, it helps that they have the Spaniards in there, there killing it. Yeah. Madrid is, they're, they're doing things right over there. They are. Which was, which was cool to see. I, I just think watching these, we need, we need to get some of these Americans down, especially on the ATP side, getting in the mix on some of these clay court events. Because I just think that's, I want that energy. Yeah. Uh, we need that in the United States. I, I want to see these events get up and get rowdy. I There's mean, like two. Shapovalov got the, he, he got the, the, whole, the whole gist there in, uh, in Rome yesterday. Yeah, I think that there's definitely like there's different types of people that there's in tennis and one like the the clay people are just kind of like the painful working tennis and it's just a different type of tennis because it's painful and it's drudgery and you have to dig it out and fight for every point. And I think that the clay it takes a certain type of person. I think the Spaniards definitely have developed that guy, obviously, and they got the new guy that's doing it too. But I think the Americans could have that. They just need some gritty fighter to come up. Yeah, and that's you, you have to be a fighter. Like, and that's why I've I've talked to coaches recently about this. Like, I'm I'm asking them like, why do you think that with how big of a country we are, how many resources we have, why are we not finding like Americans breaking through as often as we are from these other much smaller countries with quite frankly less resources than we have? And it's I hear the same answer a lot. We don't. Our juniors do not grow up training on clay. So when, with, if you don't know, if you don't train on clay, what clay does for your game is it allows you to construct points, points and work patterns, which are two things that we're seeing executed at a high level. 
that's one of the reasons that I always tell you Dago Schwartzman is for me must watch TV. Like he does not win three points ever, and he wins these matches. He has he he breaks at like a thirty four percent rate, which I think is like the third highest I heard, I saw on tour this this year, which is insane. He's five foot five. He's breaking six foot five guys serve thirty four percent of the time. That's cool. I mean he puts re- he puts returns in. He plays the point out from the baseline and he works you off the court with his angles. He finds his depth. He does not. He hits high marginal ball, like just that high margin, high heavy ball, and he finds guys back in. And he just doesn't let you. Just continues to chase balls, track balls down, chases down drop shots, and just the backhand. The firepower on the backhand is ridiculous, especially on the clay. If you can, not just Diego, but like I feel like you were even mentioning about like world class backhands and Zverev. He just went to the finals on a clay tournament because his backhand so you put you put somebody into a corner where they can't you take away a weapon which is usually just bomb somebody's backhand if you just take that away and then put high percentage balls up in the air over the net take away a weapon just make yourself fight for three sets i think that that kind of guy is going to win in these clay tournaments more than the guy that's kind of hoping to just you know stick people in the you know corner and just bomb them Mm -hmm. so it's just I I I love clay the, circuit. I think it's the best tennis. I think I think the most shocking result for me from Madrid real quick was Grigor ripping Diego six three six zero. Grigor really enjoying really his that was the most shocking. That just match. like because Diego's so tough. He is tough. And Grigor is at a like I know he has the weapons and he's I mean obviously he's got the, the one handed backhand and he's got the forehand. He's got he just does everything when he's on fire. He's tough to beat. But it's like Diego, you have to hit him off the court for. Two hours to beat him three and zero, whatever. And it's just like that. Maybe not the most shocking, but it was like when I, I thought that was going to be a showdown. I thought that was going to be an epic battle for those two. And to watch to watch Grigor kind of work him over a little bit. That that one caught me off guard. Line Cam Nori with Alcaraz. That that was a that was a grueler because like both of them. I mean, it was just grueling back and back and back. That's I, I didn't get to watch that one live. I had to watch that one afterwards. So I don't think I got to live in live in the moment with that one. What? I think I just caught the last set of that one. Talk about what you saw with the, that matchup. That was, was just like another. I mean, it was the first part of the run. Cam, I'm guessing Cam didn't hit many winners. I mean, Cam had, Cam had like I I watched John Isner and Cam Norrie, and it was three sets before that match. And then he goes into yeah, he doesn't hit many winners. Absolutely, I, like my brain caught up to that. He didn't hit many winners. Alcaraz and him just both kind of sitting out and just setting up a point putting him into a place. I mean, that's where the that's where the drop shot really started to take hold is because I mean, in this tournament it, it became lethal because he he was working it on Cam Nori, just sticking him. Cam's in. a phenomenal mover, one one of the most fit oh, athletes yeah. on the tour. I mean, he was getting to it. That was the thing that was neat about Alcaraz's drop shot is that Alcaraz he doesn't care if you get to it. He doesn't care if you get to it. Yeah, he falls it in and he knocks out he the ball. He almost wants you to cuz then he can shove the next ball right down your throat. His his celebrations are starting to get pretty pretty He fun. stares people down. <laughs> I I love how he gets the I don't know what it is. He's not like a over emotional show a bunch of emotion type player. On big points he will, but his simple reactions seem to get the crowd the energy just that gets crowd to another especially. level. That crowd especially. I mean, obviously he's a Spaniard playing in Madrid. That's that's a recipe for success right there, yeah. but I mean, what the energy that he's given these fans, it's like Everybody's standing. It's like you like I don't see anybody sitting down. Like no. that's we need an American to invigorate uh the fans and kind of give the juice here. Tiafo can do it a little at, at times. Tiafo can do it. I mean Kyrgios, we we've adopted Kyrgios as as an American. Yeah, he's American, clearly. <laughs> I 
like I don't think we're gonna get this from Corda or Taylor Fritz or Opelka. Definitely not Corda. Tommy Paul could be that guy. He hasn't Brooksby quite embraced Bro- it. Brooksby could. I think Brooksby could get a little. Brooksby could. He's fiery. I I like the fire. The That's clay what... doesn't seem to suit his game, but like no, he plays. He's got the, he's got that kind of fighty, fighter. He does. He which is but... gonna which is gonna attract a lot. No, it's true. Which is gonna attract fans for sure. But Jensen Brooksby isn't the most doesn't possess the most swagger, you know, if I have to say that. <laughs> You're like, right. And that dude doesn't ooze, like, that dude's super cool, right? Yeah, he's, like, let's fight. Like, let's go fight around the cross the no, net. I, like, he doesn't do No that. shots taken at my guy, JB. I love, big fan of Brooksby. Like, he's one of the <laughs> nicest guys you'll ever meet. But I don't, like, he doesn't have the same swagger that you saw, like, a Kyrgios or Alcaraz or these, even like a Holgeruna. I think Holgeruna has something that, like, kids gravitate towards. Oh, him. absolutely. Holgeruna's got a mean streak. I think that that's His the one. His backhand is World class. World class. It is. His forehand is hard. His forehand's solid. It's very good. It's very. His forehand is very. It's come a long way, but his backhand on the run. He wants world number one. He does. Should we talk? We should talk about high school, because like that. Like let's just switch over, because we could talk about Madrid. Yeah. Literally, like I could talk about it for another two hours, but we should talk about Ohio high school sectionals right now. Yep. Yep. We're gonna uh, be heading, heading up to tomorrow. What? Yep. We're heading up to the Linder Complex, where they host the Western Southern Open. Just playing there in high school, when you that, that's a big moment. And it's like, you get so juiced up for that. Even though there's weeds growing at, at the complex everywhere, they haven't ma- they haven't kind of manicured the place yet. It's not in... Uh, it hasn't a, hit their grow lights, not, haven't gone it's off. It's not in tour form yet. Right. But it doesn't matter. Like, you're a high school kid playing where the, the same courts that you see, Rafa, Roger, Novak, all the legends uh, take, take, <laughs> take the court. And you get when you get the, the, the uh, center court blessing... Yeah. That, that, that is a different level, so I can't wait to get up there and watch that action. Because for tons of those guys, it's the first time they've ever played it on a court where there's not another court attached to it. Exactly. It's uh, for, and it's also the first time many of these players are going to play with a six-inch baseline. Ooh. Six-inch big white baseline. I'm telling you, it makes a difference. It, it's, it takes a second to adjust to. Yeah, because you can see it really well. It just Yeah, it, just, it, it feels like the spacing on your serve. So everything feels like, feels like on, uh, for me at least, I guess I'll speak for myself, it's like when I'm serving, I feel like I have to – Reach up a little higher and push out a little more and use my legs a little bit more. It just it's and I know it's the the, the dimensions are the same. Right. It's it's, it's just, just it's mental. Tennis it's just is mental. a better paint job. It, it's a better paint job. Yeah, that's cool. That's good to know. So that's so. Who are the big matches tomorrow that you? I'll have to uh, check the schedule okay. on this. I I was. Uh, we're gonna get some interviews. I, well, we're gonna get some interviews though. But Saint X Mason. I know. Obviously, yeah. You got you got Saint X. You got Springboro. You got Sycamore. You got Mason. You have. St. Ed's coming down. I'm sure from Cleveland's going to have a squad. I mean, there's there's going to be talent across the board. But I would say that um, Vignesh Gaganeni, I'm always butchering his name. I'm sorry, Vignesh. But out of Mason, I think he's going to be the favorite if I had to choose. And Has he, Chad Miller's up there. Yeah. There's a lot of names. We'll, we'll, i got to get a list from yeah, we'll do that Coach tomorrow. Deckis. We'll do that tomorrow. Shout, Check shout it to out. CHCA. Coach Deckis is doing big things with his Cincinnati Tennis Foundation as well. Um I gotta get with him on a, on a schedule to see what matches we gotta. Sorry, key I, in I on. threw that out there. I didn't realize. We'll 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 do, no, we'll do much more detail tomorrow. Guys, the high school players, check it out. We are watching. We are paying attention. We're, shout to the USTA Midwest. Shout to USTA South. Shout to USTA East. Uh, Marissa Kovach down in Tennessee doing her thing with the USTA. Always tune in, guys. Send your clips to us on Instagram. Tag us at Pure Tennis Podcast at Tennis underscore Point underscore USA. We're on TikTok. We're trying to post as much as we, much of this video as we can to promote what you guys are doing, and uh, hopefully get you guys help you guys get a college scholarship or uh, NIL deal, something, whatever it or may be. Or state championship. State championship, Just get it. whatever. Go get it.
Anyway, we uh, guys, we we love doing this. If you guys would be so kind to subscribe, send to a friend, send in any questions, please. We would love to get you guys questions. I'm gonna put up a link on our podcast channel on Instagram, and you guys can drop any questions you guys have, whether it's gear related, core related. We'll bring them up. Grass, yeah, we'll bring them up. We'll, we'll we'll give you guys a tag when we talk about it. And um, yeah, a lot of fun doing this and. 